0: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
1: Hey, friendo. Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Today's episode, we're going to be taking a look, or are you recapping the very last episode of NXT 2.0? Did they just subs- like? Did they just straight up drop the 2.0 already? Yeah, they have. Okay, they already dropped that. They yeah. did that when they when they did the thing. Yeah, but I think this is probably going to be the last one where they have the color vomit.
3: I, would, I don't know. I would guess that's why they taped a couple episodes instead of doing them live because they're kind of probably doing work inside the uh, the performance center arena yeah. to get that ready for the new version of nxt
1: we're on the road to halloween havoc yes gonna talk about that uh also on the uh docket today talking about another wwe name change this one's not quite as dramatic as a lot of the others but it's fun to talk about this stuff sometimes also another rumor killer on a wwe figure leaving the company but first let's talk about finn balor are you fabing me brother We're real huge fans, real Real. huge fans of Finn Balor here at Going in Raw, of course. And we've been into the work that he's done as a member of Judgment Day since Triple H has taken over creative. There's been uh, an improvement in the creative there with Judgment Day. Oh, absolutely. We also know, of course, going back ages now, years, that Triple H is a real huge fan of Finn Balor. So it should probably come as no surprise when rumors get out about Finn getting a push. A kayfabe push, brother. WrestleVotes tweeted this out. WrestleVotes has a pretty good track record as of late. They said this: "I'm told that significant plans are lined up for Finn Balor in the future. I don't know exactly what for what those plans are, but he's a strong favorite of the new leadership group. Expect Finn to play a big role in the foreseeable future of WWE." So, Larson, is it possible? Is it possible that once they split these titles? Again, which is also kind of a rumor that's out there that leading into WrestleMania, they want these titles to be split. Is Finn Balor going to be the next WWE champion?
3: I don't know if I'd go that far, but I will say this. Finn has a match against Edge at Extreme Rules. You want to put some credence into this report? If Finn wins, he's getting a push, brother. I mean, it's going to be overbooked, obviously. Obviously. And I feel oh, like of course. I feel like Finn should win that match just because. Uh, you can overbook it. You can totally. thousand percent. Yeah. Um, but Finn needs a win like that. He, he needs, needs a huge win pe- over a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He needs and that. dude, at this point, now we're talking specifically about the Extreme Rules match. Edge has talked relatively recently about, hey, this is probably going to be it for me. Mm-hmm. He felt he had three years left in his career back when he retired the first time around. He's coming up on three years now. Yeah. Shouldn't he be putting over high in a high profile way guys who are gonna be still relevant going forward for the next couple of years?
3: You'd think so. I mean, the only the only pause I have about Finn winning the match extreme rules is an I quit match. Edge isn't gonna say I quit based on anything that Finn could do to him in the ring. It's going to take, you know, some plan that Judgment Day is hatched. And I don't know what, whether it's like Dom Permanent saying, hey, I'm going to bash my, my dad over the head with this chair unless you say I quit something. I don't know what it is. But it's going to take something like that for Edge to say, okay, I give up, as opposed to Finn putting him in the deal, you know?
1: You know what they could totally do? Include hmm. Beth somehow. Yeah. If Rhea Ripley puts her in some sort of situation. Yeah. At, you're, you're absolutely right, though, whether it's Rey Mysterio, Beth, somebody else involved, um, you know, on principle, he can just be like, all right, I quit. Don't do that. Yeah. Not because of anything happening to him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, big picture. I think, look, man, they they have done a, a pretty good job in a short amount of time. Number one of getting Judgment Day to the point where they're a large part of Raw and and it's working. Mm-hmm. It's really working. Mm-hmm. Um You know, he's probably, especially with his interactions with AJ, the closest we've gotten, even including his time in NXT, this is the closest we've gotten to him being Prince Devitt, you know? Yeah. Uh, That sort of attitude, that sort of swagger. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's good to see. And if they just continue along this trajectory where everybody seems so much more comfortable, the Dom Rhea stuff everybody loves. And then they love to pick on Dom. Oh, yeah. So that stuff, it's got heat. It's got reactions. Yeah. The thing is, on Raw, especially, there are so Raw is loaded with people who could carry that WWE title. Assuming it that comes back to Raw and Roman stays on SmackDown, Cody's coming back probably in about I don't know four, five, six months or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, um, uh, Seth Rollins, of course, is still there. Yeah, Um, Lashley, Lashley's there. Owens oh, Owens is a big name. You got a lot of people, but if you put Finn up there with those guys and he's able to get – you still have Austin Theory over there. Mm-hmm. Although I guess he technically could go either way because he's got money in the bank. Yeah, um, yeah, you got, you got a lot of pieces there. It wouldn't shock me to see that. Or even maybe at some point Judgment Day picks a fight with Bobby Lashley. Maybe he gets the Lashley rub down the line. Um, I could see that as well. And Finn carrying that U.S. title and Judgment Day being so prominent on Raw – you know that would also elevate that title as well. So yep. I'd love to see it. I feel like throughout his career, besides NXT, in that moment he got the Universal Championship, it was like, and then we find out like later on, well, Finn was probably gonna end up doing the job to Brock Lesnar. Well, it ain't like that anymore. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm down for it. I think that'd be awesome. What we all been waiting for for a long time. I think.
3: Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Uh,
1: so apparently, there's been rumors floating around on Twitter
3: that uh, Kevin Dunn course, he is uh, the what the executive president, something about production. He's TV director. Yeah, he's, head, he's head production guy <laughs> over there at WB. Yeah. Well, there's rumors going around that he was done with WWE. Well, for those of you who are not a fan of uh, Kevin Dunn's production style, sorry to disappoint, but PW Insider is reporting that, quote, there is nothing to the rumors, and mm. Dunn's status is, quote, 100% unchanged with the company. And anyone who is claiming otherwise is a hundred thousand percent incorrect in their claims. Still yeah, th-
1: this is this is not shocking. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, on one of those conference calls, Triple H referred to him as being a large part of uh, of the company moving forward into the future. Um, I think that Kevin Dunn brings. It's funny because I feel like the people, you know, I'm not a fan of the crash zooms. I'm not a fan of the five cuts per second. I am a fan of of what he can do in terms of storytelling. The stuff that really I think gets overlooked mm-hmm. um, is is a bit more subtle than than Crash Zooms and stuff, um, and that's just how to like properly tell a story when there's multiple elements happening at the same time in the ring, mm-hmm. um, when you can catch all the story beats. That's something AEW has been criticized for in the past. Yeah, that I feel like they've gotten a bit better at. Um, but I, I feel I still feel like they're a uh, they're uh, their, uh, they're, what is it? Batting percentage isn't as good as WWE. Batting Yeah, Batting when it average, Thank you. Yeah. Kind of I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
3: No wrestling company in the world I, that I can think of is better at capturing huge moments in the ring like WWE
1: is. And that's have, Kevin Dunn.
3: That's Kevin Dunn. He has yeah. years of experience doing it, he knows how to do it. I'm not a fan of the crash zooms or, or the, the fast cutting either. Mm-hmm. But
1: when moments happen that you need to pay attention to, they know how to photograph it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it seems like. And again, this is this is from the outside looking in. Completely, I we have always heard that Vince would rely on like three people when it came to the creative aspect of WWE, and Kevin Dunn was one of them. Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Ace were the other two. And um, I mean, over the past couple of years, and obviously going back further, it was Pat Patterson, it was Briscoe, but uh, Vince Russo. Um, but yeah, and I, and I get the feeling that like I I doubt he has much say in terms of like okay where is this story gonna go yeah and I don't know if he ever did in the first place but that's that's sort of the implication we had received in the past um, so I don't know if he just sticks to the guy who knows where to put the cameras and 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 you know which 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 camera to feed to mm-hmm. then cool you know whatever
3: you know maybe there's conversations if if the 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 constant cutting and the crash zooms are an issue hey there's conversations that could be had about that mm-hmm. hey kevin yeah. dial it down a little bit
1: please yeah bring it down if an it's an issue yeah yeah Uh, let's see. Let's talk about this real quick here. Another name change. WWE highly controversial, Larson. WWE announced a new match for Extreme Rules, Imperium, versus the Brawling Brutes in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Isn't that what him and Drew had before? I think so, yeah. Okay. They should have named this different, like a, you know, uh, a good old-fashioned brouhaha. Well, I think it was just Donnybrook match, and this is a good old-fashioned. Of course, they had the good old-fashioned Battle royal a month mm. or so ago. They love the old-fashioned stuff. Uh, so, uh, in the description of on WWE.com for this bout, there is a little detail that we've noticed. A lot of capital letters. Back when Gunther was still Walter, Walter was spelled out in all capital letters. Yeah. But that wasn't the case when he started referring to himself as Gunther. But in the preview for this Brook bout, Gunther is spelled stylized all capital letters. Yep. Yep. Now this isn't like huge overwhelming news blah, 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 Yeah. But it is a sign, perhaps, that the game, Triple H King of Kings, Cerebral Assassin, John Paul Levesque. Terrorizing. Connecticut Blue Blood. Is paying attention to the details. Yes. Yes. Enforcer, listen. Why is Gunther's name not all capitalized? Don't interrupt me. Well he asked, yeah, you asked a question, Paul. Yeah, that's, that's enforcer's battle,
3: not mine. No, I guess so. It's, like, it's it's enforcer's business, not mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> again, small detail, but it, it's it's an important detail. You know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know, if if it was capital W and then lowercase A L T E R, mm-hmm. then it's just some dude named Walter. But it's all caps.
0: It's yeah. got
3: Walter. It, it's got impact behind it.
1: Just the name yeah. alone. Same with Günther. Yeah, man. Yeah, good stuff. It is great. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. Let's talk about hot stuff, NXT, on the road to Halloween Havoc, (laughs) hot trash. Or like tepid, tepid (laughs) stuff. Uh, Dumpster fire. I wouldn't say dumpster fire, but it's
3: a situation where outside of of Carmelo and Trick and Diamond Mine, Damon Kemp, there's just not a whole lot of stories I'm terribly invested in. And it's the same thing that's been on NXT for a while. Mm -hmm. And then for some episodes, they get the benefit of they'll still have some good matches on, Um. Uh, but the, the episode on Tuesday, it felt like a lot of the matches were short. Some of the finishes, namely Briggs and Jensen beating Gallus were kind of head scratching.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah. So I don't. It's, it's it's hard for me as a viewer, even though they brought in a lot of the people I like from the UK over, to still connect on a regular basis with, with NXT. Maybe that'll change in, uh, next week when they finally kind of move away from
1: 2.0. I don't know. So... My hope, and the funny thing is, I don't think, have you heard anything about like, oh, that's the reason they're doing these those tapings in nope. bulk?
3: Nope.
1: Ugh. So my hope is that with all these NXT UK names in, and perhaps some NXT call-ups on the verge of happening, in addition to like Sola Sokoa went up, maybe making room for more independent talent to come in Maybe we're just in an awkward transitionary phase right now. Again, like you said, next week maybe things will change wholesale. I'm I'm kind of expecting it to be maybe visually a change. I'd love for there to be a visual change to not necessarily the the old black and I'm um, so the black and gold, mm-hmm. but there there were elements of the black and gold that I really really did like. For example, the the opening packages were always very cool. Like the music mm-hmm. they chose was always really cool. Is a bit gritty. I always like that. And I feel like guys like Ilya Dragunov and and J D McDonough they can feed into that feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the feel that UK had. It was mm-hmm. like a what black gold and red or a, and red brand. Um, and yeah, maybe something a bit more like that would be better for NXT. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this this the way it's presented now. And then on top of that, like, I don't know. You have I, – I know, look, we had – or we're getting next week, I think, we're getting Nathan Frazier. Yeah, because this week we yeah, had axiom. a video package. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting another Nathan Frazier axiom. But it's like especially something like this week where you had, for example, Ilya Dragunov versus a guy that really can't wrestle very good, Zion Quinn. I hope Zion Quinn improves. I hope he gets better. Yeah. It's been a year, uh, and he, he still looks really good. But a lot of these people just haven't had very many reps. Like, yeah. they just recently started doing the house, house show shows again. circuit yeah, yeah. again. But, like, Ilya Dragunov is just carrying this guy, and it's like, dude, we're only, like, a month removed from getting on the regular Ilya Dragunov matches against top talent, against yeah, yeah. really good wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. And to now see him in a match with Zion Quinn, mm, you know, I mean, it's, it's just not going to be very compelling stuff. Well, then like they, they, they have a game. match
3: between Cameron Grimes and Joe Gacy, two wrestlers who could really go and they give it what? Four minutes. Yeah. That match right. was short. Yeah. Yeah. It was it short. Was. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Briggs and Jensen, they're fine. Um, you know, uh, we love Gallus's theme. Therefore we love Gallus. Um, uh, I like the
1: chemistry of Gal. Yeah, they got I, good chemistry. I, yeah, they,
3: and their characters are well defined. We know who they are. Um, it just it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless they're writing them off TV for a spell because they got arrested, arrested. at the end of the show, and I think there was a thing <laughs> yeah. that got that that was reported that they've been suspended uh, due to their oh, actions. Really?
1: Oh, oh, oh! In a kayfabe suspension. You're yeah. faking me, brother.
3: Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, right here. Gallus has been indefinitely by WB. What's up with that? The only thing I can think
1: of is that they are writing them off first, but I don't know why. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder if it's... Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know why that would be. Maybe there's VC um, issues. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Gallus is they were such a product of... Or they were they, they benefited so much. A lot of these UK people did. They benefited from the relationships that had been forged over the past whatever three years or whatever in Mm -hmm. UK and their experience prior to that. They had developed a natural chemistry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they're just sort of been dropped into NXT with people. They haven't really experienced much with before. If at all, people who are still trying to figure out their own characters, people who are extremely young, like Jensen is like, I don't know, 22 or something like 21. Yeah. Um, and so the chemistry is not going to be there. And so a lot of what makes Gallus Gallus is it's like, yeah, they're, they're like, you know, similar in a way to the brawling brutes, you know, it's three guys who are really close to them are brothers. Uh, they're, they're brawlers. They like to drink. They like to throw hands. That's their thing. Yeah. They're bad guys now in NXT. Whereas in UK, they were just themselves. They weren't Mm -hmm. really bad guys or good guys. Like they would do whatever needed to be done against whoever needed to be done. You can have Gallus versus, you know, a a couple of good guys or Gallus against a couple of bad guys. They were just who they were the story.
3: They were trying to tell a lot
1: of people in UK were like that because it was just people. It was just relations. That's why we liked it so much. But in NXT, they get plopped down in there and they can't really do that because it's more delineated between good guys and bad guys.
3: So they Gallus had some uh, some sharp looking shirts. Um, Mint colored. Yeah. I like them quite
1: a bit. Not on WWE Shop. Mint. Not on WWE Shop, really? No. No. What the hell? It's a simple mint. Their logo on it. Look sharp. NXT UK, NXT UK merch was never available in America.
3: Hmm. For the
1: most part, they had their own UK shop. Yeah. That like, I tried to order from, and they said, no, you can't do it. No, sorry. Can't have our shirts. That's what uh, I mean. So, yeah, I don't know, man. What Halloween Havoc is coming up. We've got Ilya versus uh, J.D. McDonough and uh, Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. And that was set up in this episode as a triple threat, which was kind of funny. So we'll just dive into it. So yeah, Ilya go. comes out. The czar says, last time I was in NXT, I conquered the unbeatable machine to become champion. Of course, he's talking about Gunther Walter. Walter. He says, uh, I walked into this place like it was a coliseum. I endured. I suffered. And I succeeded in front of all of you with a heart like a gladiator. He talks so poetically. I love it. He really does. He says, armed with (laughs) this dude, by the way, we were cracking up on our watch along because he was wearing a turtleneck like he does, but a blazer over it. And he was sweating. Yeah, it's hot. So he says, uh, just a burning will and a human perseverance. I became the star because pain has always been my best friend. He says, so I return to repeat history to achieve my destiny. One more time, I'll beat an unbeatable machine to claim gold. But this time, this time his name is not Gunther. His name is Braun Breaker. Yeah. But before Braun Breaker comes out, J.D. McDonough comes out. He says, you know, the people don't know you as well as I know you. You're a dirty, sneaky little rat. And I'm not surprised you followed me to America. And is like, you know, dude, I seem to remember uh, beating you and forcing you out of the UK. And JD says, yeah, but here's the thing, Ah, you might've beat me, but your body was so battered after I was through with you that you didn't even get to keep your title. He says, how was that broken ankle by the way? Has it healed up? You better hope I don't have to find out. He says, let me make one thing clear. This is not your time, this is my time. So if I was you, I'd stay where you were the last few months on the sidelines if I have to stop you one more time, just one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to end your career. And
3: then Braun, yeah, yeah, comes out next, says, with everything
1: going on, I was wondering when you
3: were going to show up. Welcome to NXT, Ilya. You're a warrior, but with all due respect, this NXT title is going nowhere. And then JD goes, uh, hold on. Uh, use your brain, meathead. I'm the number one contender for that title, and I've just had a great idea. How about the two of you beat the
1: snot out of each other? And after no, that-, that, what? Sorry, I was about to mention the crowd right here starts chanting triple threat. Yeah, and JD yeah. shoots that down. Yeah, he, so does. Then con- he does. Yeah, then He says, start. and
3: I'll take my shot uh, uh, after that. And then Braun asks JD if you think, if you know, if 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 he th- really thinks he's gonna fall for that. He says, after all the props I gave you for your high in ring IQ, I'm the champ. You're number one contender, Ilya. You never lost your title. So if my math cor- is correct, and it always is jd has a 33 and one third percent chance of winning i say we, we make this a triple threat match i'll see you boys at halloween havoc
1: yeah the crowd just gave me a good idea and the crowd are chanting threat. steiner math yeah steiner math he's so tickled with himself when he does Steiner. i know he whenever
3: he, when he says my uh, my math is always correct he had a huge yeah huge the grin on his
1: che- face cheesy grin on his face uh after that we're backstage and a big fight is broken out between gallus briggs and jensen Security tries their best to break it up. Unfortunately, Hank Walker is no longer security. No, he's wrestling. So he now. can't be there. Yeah, he can't be there to break it up. <laughs> you guys need to stop, <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> After that we have toxic attraction <laughs> After that we got, you know, toxic attraction. Oh, they're hot. Uh so anyways, <laughs> Mandy says uh she knows Alba Fire is watching. She says, but Fallon Henley's about to find out what happens when you cross the baddest butch in the game. She says, so put down your bat. Get ready to take some notes.
3: Uh, next, uh, schism video package. I didn't take any notes from that. After that, we had Fallon Henley versus
1: Mandy Rose. <laughs> I, You know, the one thing about this schism video package is that sometimes I'll pay attention to them just to find out, just to listen in to hear if uh, Gibson... Drops a Beatles reference in the promos. Or a reference to his old promos. Or if he says, (laughs) "Yeah, recognized. Yeah, Yeah,
2: recognize
3: soon. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice this time.
2: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small.
3: Uh, uh, then we had Fallon Henley versus Mandy Rose. Mandy gets the win here. Uh, finish saw Mandy block a DDT, hits the running knee to get the win. We got a Mandy promo. She says, Alba Fire is jealous that I conquered two continents and unified two titles while you were busy throwing another log on the fire. You can keep that fire going, but you're looking at a woman who starts them, so this is your last chance. And then Alba shows up on the Tron and got her bat on fire, and she puts it down and it lights. Uh, and new. Hashtag
1: and new. Yeah. I do ground. appreciate in your notes here. It says Alba throws up on the Tron. Oh, shows up. It's supposed to be Instead up. of shows up. Yeah. Alba shows up. Yeah. It's like me training at the Blackpool Combat Club gym. <laughs> uh, her vomit shows up and her vomit spells and new. And new, and then she lights it on fire. Yes. <laughs> it smells like burning vomit. Here it is, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's really gross right there. <laughs> oh, the next, uh, we had,
3: next, we had this Apollo Crews video package. So, it's oh uh, him talking about his visions again. So, he says, Waller tried to blind me, but in Waller's match, uh, his My presence, presence yeah. yeah, blinded Waller from an opportunity at the North American title. Everything is still has a haze to it, but one image sticks out crystal clear, and they cut to a shot of Waller, which looks like the worst case of pink eye I've ever seen.
1: Oh, uh, dude, he, so many people farted in his face. It
3: looks like it, yeah. And so uh, Cruz tells Waller to keep an eye out because I'm not done with you, bitch. I'm going to fast forward to Grace Waller's interview here because the first question he was asked was, what do you think Apollo Cruz's
1: vision? <sighs> the thing about a vision is that only Apollo Cruz can see it. Dude, this is... This is... This is why heart. I I just get the feeling that heartbreak is there with his with with Shawn Michaels there with his typewriter and he's trying his best, but he doesn't know the conventions of sci fi movies and stuff. Like, I just feel like he just he's not really like hip to the language of of proper narrative storytelling. Like, can he can he book a great match? Yeah, probably. I dude, you'd go to HBK nine times, ten times out of ten. For advice on how do you Absolutely. properly book a match, psychology, Absolutely. stuff like that. And I think but I he, think for the, from a storyline perspective, he's pretty good when it comes to just people interacting.
3: That's what yeah. we saw in UK all the time. It was just people interacting, and based on their characters, conflicts yeah. would arise. And that was good stuff.
1: But this high concept bullshit of like, it's it just working. doesn't, it's like, wait, why can Waller see? No one why are see we all visions. privy to his visions?
3: I mean, that we 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 should be because we're the viewer of this fictional world. We should be privy.
1: No one in that fictional world should be privy to those right. visions except for yeah. Apollo Cruz. Yeah, like even if it was just Waller who somehow like was was able to see it, and like nobody else was. Like Waller says, "Oh, I saw this. I saw his vision too, and I had pink eye in it." Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to put like a wet cloth over my eyes. Yeah, for the morning. I had to go get some eye That's drops my, from the doctor. I used to get pink eye when I was a kid. My mom would put. Sometimes like my eyes would get stuck closed. Hmm. That was horrible. Yeah, it's not fun. No, man, not at all. Not fun. Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, these people all need to have their eyes checked. Uh, so Ilya walks backstage, and my favorite Taiki YtD character in NXT, Zion Quinn, steps up to him because honestly, dude, he comes off. Like a bully in a Taika Waititi movie. He's hilarious without really need, wanting to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He says, uh, so Zion steps up to him, says, I heard a lot about you. All that hype for nothing. In the book of Zion, you couldn't carry that weight that comes with being champ, much less get a second championship. And he says, I haven't got a chance to carry the ball. Maybe because everyone knows if I carry the ball, no one would be able to take it from me. And then he says, I've heard a lot about Zion Quinn. Unlimited potential but a complete mental moron. (laughs) He says, no one will ever call you a champ, but let's see who's right. The ball's in your court. Yeah. So that's his way of challenging to a match. Zion just cracks me up, but he's not supposed to make me laugh. He's supposed to be intimidating. I think so. I think so.
3: Uh, Next, we got Wesley versus Tony D'Angelo. This is a a qualifying match, North American title ladder match at Halloween Havoc. So the finish of this, saw Wesley uh, hit Tony with a drop toe hold into the corner. And upon impact, Tony seemingly hurt his knee. He grabbed it. Yeah. match match uh, called off the uh, – the, the ref called off the match. Uh, Wesley won due to referee stoppage. Uh, hopefully, Tony D'Angelo is all right.
1: There has been no update on that from what I understand. Uh, or has
3: I saw there? something this morning that – something oh. along the lines. Oh, here we go. This is on Wrestling Observer. Uh. <laughs> Uh that's what Dave said on Rusty Wizard Radio. From what I understand, it's not that bad in the sense that I don't think it's major surgery or anything because I've heard he'll be back sooner than you would think, but he is hurt.
1: So okay. no surgery. Cool. Cool. He had a, cool. he had a hard wait, time getting
3: true. up. He tried to get up and seemingly couldn't yeah. do it. So Yeah.
1: That's rough. Yeah. Uh after that we had a trick and Mellow interview. Uh Mellow says, I don't feel anything. He's asked about. Uh,
3: he's asked about what are your thoughts on on Wesley? On Wesley,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, he says I don't feel anything about Wesley, but you might want to ask him how he feels about Drake and I putting his head into a locker and slamming it two weeks ago. And then Ora Mensa steps in, the former uh, Oliver Miller. Oliver Carter. An... Oliver... Oliver Miller was an NBA player. Uh, says <laughs> Oliver Miller. Says it's a pleasure. The former, yeah, Brad Miller steps in. Says it's a pleasure meeting Melo and uh, meeting you guys. I look forward to facing you, Melo, uh, Wes, and whoever else gets in the ladder match. And Melo says, uh, I know who you are. I respect the drip. We could all hang out. We can make you a t shirt. But at Halloween Havoc, it's every man for themselves, Playboy. <laughs> and Oro says, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And he says, Okay, okay, Oliver Miller, goodbye. Uh, then we
3: got a Saul Aruka video package and then a pretty deadly one video package about how they get
1: ready to go to the gym so clarifying a bit about their relationship evidently they do sleep together (laughs) i guess this is like a comedic thing yeah but also it's like okay so are they they're like a couple is that the situation is that what you like if, if you were to you know watch this wasn't that the conclusion you'd come to i could see i could see someone making that conclusion for sure they're like feeding each other and stuff yeah you know that's cool uh, maybe they're just really loose about it. They're like, yeah, you know, when it suits our needs, we you know, we do that. Or when we can go outside that relationship, we could do that too. I don't know. I just fucking everything that moves. I was <laughs> <laughs> like we're just only really horny guys. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, after that we had <laughs> we had Amari Miller versus Sol Ruka. Uh, they gave this match uh, four minutes and 55 seconds. I know that because we were betting channel points over at MF oh, Steve here. And the over-under
3: oh, was five minutes. Gotcha. Just <laughs> barely. Got the under just barely. Yeah. Saul wins this yeah. with a cool double flipping leg drop type deal. Yeah, that was cool.
1: That was neat. Yeah, Should that was, was pretty different. good in the ring.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were backstage again. Security is trying to eject uh, at least Joe Coffee from the performance mm. center. And he pushes one of them down. Oh,
1: yeah. Joe Coffee. Uh, after that, we had Cameron Grimes versus Joe Gacy. Why do you think this was so short? I have no idea. <laughs> like None.
3: This is a big-time big feud right here. Well, I mean, for NXT it is.
1: Right. It's been going on for months now. Yeah, it has Like, you think, I you mean, either, are they going to...
3: This can't be their blow-off, then. You got to take that to Halloween Havoc, right? Maybe. So yeah. uh, Grimes is looking for a cave-in. Dyad, distract him, and then Gacy. The, even the finish of this was a mess, because, like, Drake was in the ring when Gacy hit the, his finish.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a
3: mess. Anyways, Gacy wins.
1: They should do a, a cinematic at Halloween Havoc for this. Oh, that sounds year. like a
3: terrible idea.
1: Just an absolutely horrendous <laughs> idea. You don't Mm-mm. like that idea, really? No, no. It's like a fifteen-minute-long mini movie. No, pass. With Gacy and Grimes, pass. Oh, wow. wow pass to see that.
3: Uh, NXT has not had a great track record with the uh, the cinematic matches.
1: That is true. That is true. Uh, let's see. After that, we had that Grayson Waller interview where he says, you know, uh, he says, of course I saw Cruz's vision. He says, but they don't all come true. Right. He says, I'm not Nostradamus. He says, you see what color my eyes were in that vision. Oh, and Mackenzie's like, she's trying to get around the visions. Yeah. She's trying to fool the vision says, if you're so nervous, why don't you just stay home? And then he drops the worst news I've heard all week. He says, no, because next week I've got two guests on the second episode of the Waller effect. So he's got Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade, two people who just uh, look, man, I know they're trying, but their characters just have not connected with me at all. They're really good in the ring and I will give them that. And that matters so much, but from a story perspective, from a character perspective, Perez and Cora Jade do nothing for me. And they're going to be on the Waller effect, which I thought was a one-time goof that they did to make fun of how bad TV segments are or uh, talk show segments are. Yeah,
3: no, it's going to be its own bad uh, talk show segment.
1: I'm not happy about that.
3: Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it terribly either. Then we got Nikita Lyons versus Caden Carter. Uh, oh, sorry, Waller says, I'll just hire extra security. That's, that's just- <laughs> You can't hire me anymore, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, After that, we had yeah, yeah
1: Nikita Cronus versus Caden Carter. Cronus wins with a spin kick and does that splits cover. So I'm assuming that uh, Katana Chase is good. Katana Chase and Zoe chance. Starks Katana have a chance. What do I call her? Chase. Katana Chase. Katana Chance. Chance, yeah. Versus uh, Zoe Starks. Yeah, I don't think that's happened yet. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably going to have a match and the other one will pick up the win. And
3: yeah, it'll be Halloween but, Havoc. They'll, they'll have the tag they'll, title ball fight. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Chase U video package. Steve put up your U. Uh, Chase says, uh, after a pin and Mello last week, he's gotten a spot in a North America qualifier match, and he's going to face Vaughn Wagner. He says, I haven't beat Vaughn yet, but I'm going to beat him this time, and I'm going to win the North America title at Halloween Havoc. And then it was a press conference slash rally, and there's a reporter there named Dave. Dave, yeah. And he takes a question from Dave, and Dave asks Chase how he feels considering he's never beat Vaughn. Mm-hmm. and then of course Chase starts cussing at him and he says I'm going to think of you Dave every time I'm punching Vaughn in the
1: face you think that's a fucking five star question that's what he said that's what really put the Meltzer connection there yeah. you think it's a five star fucking question yeah it's pretty funny I like I like Andre Chase I just sort of a goof character uh, yeah. after that we had a, a video package with Axiom and Nathan Fraser. again I feel like Nathan Fraser is one of those guys who's going to need a little bit more than just I'm a nice guy who plays soccer like, he's really good in the ring. Like, he's outstanding in the ring. What if he came to the ring doing some cool soccer tricks? I feel like that's a limited ceiling, <laughs> character wise. Although, if you're at like a you know like a like a pizza cookery type situation, what if he
3: does? What if he does a Luigi Primo type deal and does cool soccer tricks
1: during the match? Look, dude, if that guy can get out the if face, he's the
3: dribbling the soccer ball the whole time while doing shit, that'd be funny. But he's got to have
1: the Luigi Primo uh, face movement. <laughs> oh man, that dude was wildly funny, and then he just got knocked out by fucking Garcia. Yeah, Garcia so knocked him out. Uh, after that, we had Zion Quinn versus Ilya Dragon of the Star. Ilya gets the win here. He carries this entire match like everything that was happening. He it was he was just like literally leading Zion into every move. Like okay, now do this. This is how you put on a four star classic.
3: So Ilya got the wins with his got the win here with the, the torpedo torpedo thing. Yeah, uh, then we got a Wendy Chu Lash Legend video package. They got a match coming up. Uh, then we got Brutus Creed versus Damon Kemp. Yeah. This, was again, was short. Brutus sends Kemp out of the ring with a pounce, and then Kemp grabs a chair and starts beating the hell out of Brutus with it. In the mm-hmm. ring, out of the ring, so then Brutus, I know I put Julius wins by DQ right here. the match gets Brutus. Julius wasn't even out there. So anyways, <laughs> Brutus wins by DQ, and so after Kemp is done beating up Brutus, not Julius, with the chair, he yells at the camera, Julius Creed, if you want some, come get some. He wants Prime Creed. Let's be honest. Let's
1: be completely honest with you. Julius is Prime Creed. Julius is what he put out there as Prime Creed, yes. He's Prime Creed. He's you know, he's 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 a good looking dude. He's taller. Uh I'm not sure Brutus wants to keep on doing that cannonball. That might fuck him up at some point. Yeah, it looks like it. One time it looked like it did. <laughs> he did that from like the
3: top. And, and, and to the floor, to and then like he the, landed floor. like all on his legs and he kind oh. of bounced up and looked like his knee would. Was, was
1: hurting after that yeah that was gnarly I love this next segment here chill oh, yeah. Sanga hanging out with Quincy Elliott backstage Sanga says you know last week you won your match he says but I didn't fare so well against Von Wagner Quincy says hey man don't worry there's plenty of Quincy love to go around keep your head up and Sanga says man you know I give a lot of advice but sometimes I need to take the advice thank you and then he leaves and then Zoyon Quinn walks through and Quincy says, whoa, slow down. I watched your match. And I don't see that X-Factor you keep talking about. <laughs> Turned around and walked her away.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. That was great. You, uh, you then we got our main event. Gallus versus Briggs and Jensen. In a hey, yeah. Oh, uh, Pub rules match. So Gallus, for a stretch, they're really isolating Jensen. And uh, Mark Coffey's about to hit Jensen with his with Jensen's own belt, took his belt off, but they hit him with it. Yeah. Briggs breaks that up. Uh, Gallus takes him out, though, with a catapult into a forearm. And then a Wolfgang gets uh, Briggs' belt. And then Wolfgang and Mark start beating up Briggs and Jensen with their own belts. Eventually, Briggs and Jensen, they get their belts back. They start hitting Gallus with them. Uh, down the floor, Briggs and Jensen breaks a couple of beer steins over Gallus' head. They dump Mark Coffey into a trash can. Upside so, down,
1: mind you. I, dude, that's so humiliating. It really is. Joe this Coffey. Is the,
3: he's a Heritage,
1: Heritage Cup champion.
3: I know, I know. Joe Coffey comes to ringside. Almost immediately, as soon as he hops on the apron, Briggs and Jensen knock him off. He goes right through a table. Wolfgang gets back in the ring. Almost immediately, Briggs and Jensen put him through a table in the corner. And then they hit Mark uh, with their finish to get the win. So Gallus is pissed, understandably. Security is trying to hold him back. Wolfgang punches one of them. So the rest come out to help and then Joe punches a ref, and that's when they call the cops out. The cops arrest Gallus.
1: Yeah, that was booty. Like, you don't put a dude in a trash can.
3: Not like that.
1: Not like that, man. That's nope. humiliating. Yeah, it'll be interesting, I guess, to see what they do with Gallus. but apparently they've been written off for a little while.
3: Maybe. That's my guess. Uh,
1: no, I mean, it makes sense uh we got a couple questions here i put up a question thread well when we start up our nxt thing so we got a couple minutes left so we can answer some questions sure blake whitehouse says if the white rabbit doesn't reveal itself at extreme rules how long can they keep the mystery up until people lose interest
3: um i think as long as little vignettes are interesting and 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 thought-provoking and have and build on each other then i think they could keep it going for a while yeah i agree
1: uh, Carlos Diaz, you can erase one injury from history to see how the original plans would have concluded. Uh, he says between triple H's quad tear during the two man power trip, Cody's peck, Finn Balor's shoulder and stone cold Steve Austin's neck, which do you erase? I, me personally, I'd go with Austin's neck because evidently that was the source of a lot of his issues. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was constantly in pain and constantly had problems with that. Um, so I'd I'd see how much more he had to give mm-hmm. uh, if if his neck didn't didn't blow out. Yeah. I mean, kind of feel like we knew how the Balor thing would have gone. Yeah, he would have he would have jobbed out to Brock. Mm-hmm. I mean, Triple H coming
3: back after tearing his quad was a huge moment.
1: And I think the same is going to be with Cody too. Mm-hmm. I think those are kind of like I'm not going to say fortuitous because you don't want to see somebody go through that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting to see how the two man power trip would have ended up, but i was it's funny they were like my two favorite guys. I was never huge in the two man power trip thing. I was like, ah, there's no tension here. these guys mm-hmm. are just a power, like they're just they're well, who's gonna beat these guys, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Robb says what teams do you think will be part of the two war games matches at Survivor Series so the Bloodline's going to be one
3: of them I would think Bloodline and then the other team you know what they could do I mean it doesn't really have any bearing necessarily story wise necessarily although maybe with AJ versus Sammy happening it kind of does if you have three three man teams Mm. you get Bloodline Judgment Day and AJ and the Good Brothers
1: oh wow that's cool That'd be good. That'd be neat.
3: Let's see when the good brothers could even make it.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like if Sammy's going to be in there, you need Kevin Owens in there. Yeah. Because that's to- that, that's probably going to end up being the thing.
3: Or you could have Kevin Owens, AJ, and uh, and Gargano.
1: Mm, yeah. 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 Uh, Sean Chan. Oh, and then the damage control. Yeah. Versus. Versus
3: Asuka, Bianca, and Alexa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Sean Chan says, Will Bray be a face when he returns? He says he thinks it'll be impossible to boo the man.
3: Mm, I don't know about impossible. I I don't think they should really concern themselves whether he's a face or a heel. Just let him do what he does, whatever the character is. If it's -hmm. a new character, if they're revisiting you know Bray upon his debut if they're revisiting Firefly Funhouse Bray just let him be that character and let the stories follow from that rather than forcing him somewhere on the heel face spectrum
1: so i'm trying to view it as like okay who should he feud with first like would you put him up against like i i would i would say don't put him up against like kevin a guy like kevin owens cuz kevin owens is really good on the mic and he can like almost immediately point out the silliness of of Bray's possible presentation mm-hmm. so you don't want to go with somebody who the crowd's going to be really behind and will buy in on the snark of it you want somebody who's going to sell Bray's it be, theatrics it should be Edge Edge is a good one yeah Edge would sell that shit yeah hardcore and it's like then it's like you know yeah that's a good one that's a good one uh, let's see here Courtney Hammett says, is Soraya's boyfriend, I think his name is Ronnie Radke? I think so. Going to cause any AEW drama. He is prone to controversy, she says. Uh, Courtney also says, uh, do you think she'll really change the division for the better? So let's tackle that last question first. Do you think she's going to bring some change to the division?
3: I mean, I hope so, but I got to see it.
1: It all comes down to the pattern isn't good. Yeah, it all comes down. Number one, it's not her. It's Tony Khan. Yeah, it's Tony Khan. Um, and I think there's a perception out there, and I think that's it's a warranted perception that Tony Khan will cycle through. He'll he'll do a big signing, make a big deal about it at first, and then that big signing will just sort of go on autopilot. He'll go to the next big signing or the next thing that he wants to have fun with. Um. And I could easily like the cynical side of me says this is him saying, "Hey, people think that I have a problem with the women's division, and uh, I need to, you know, make it look like I don't, and make it look like I want change." So that's why I'm signing you. You're going to come out and you're going to say things are going to change around here, mm-hmm. but like you're, we're still going to allot ten to fifteen minutes, ten to twenty minutes in the women's division once a week at six to six thirty. Yeah. but we're going to make it seem more important because you're here now and you're going to yeah, say yeah. it's important yeah, as, as opposed, opposed to, to doing anything.
3: Like substantial changes, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So, look, when when we get a Dynamite with two women's matches, I'll say, okay, I, I there's say a
3: start. A Dynamite. I want to see a series of Dynamites with multiple segments dedicated to the women's division. Multiple segments.
1: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even if they do one, that's what I'm <laughs> no, saying. I'll, I'll be surprised. Okay. Well, I, I thought you, I thought you meant one dynamite, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think one dynamite, one dynamite is not, is not indicative of change. Exactly. But, but just, Hey, let's, let's start with one. <laughs> let's start with one and then we can get to two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh wow. If next week they'll have two women's division uh, matches, I'll be like, Oh wow. Okay. All right, now let's see what happens next week, and let's see where we're at three months from now. Exactly. Is this going to be a McMahon shakeup? Because remember the McMahon shakeup, that next week it's like, oh, we had a revival match, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks like they're pushing something, and then like two weeks later, it was just back was all to the, back same, to the same. Nothing, changed. yeah, yeah. But I'll be interested if we even get one dynamite. I'll be like, okay, well, we got one dynamite. Uh, let's see here, but I hope so. As far as Ronnie Radke. I, I have not paid too close attention. Same. Like everything I've ever heard of him makes me have not great thoughts about the guy. So I don't pay attention to people like that. Um, will he cause any AEW drama? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably. People like that seem to like, co- could seem to enjoy courting controversy. So it wouldn't shock me if he did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, don't, I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh Oh, man, this is a no-brainer. Uh, It's Right to Be Right says, would Randy Savage be a star in this era? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd be huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd be, be a huge star. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at the way I talk and the way I look. How could I not be a star in any era?
3: And he'd have matches of the caliber like he had against Ricky Steamboat at Mania 3 on a, on a regular basis.
1: Randy Savage versus George Hackenschmidt, or Randy Savage versus Kazooch Book bucket From then, now, forever, Randy Savage together. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Uh, original Caffeinator. If Roman Rock doesn't happen, uh, then who would you have finally take the title from Reigns and after how much longer? Well, Sammy Zayn. If Roman it.
3: Rock doesn't happen at Mania, have Roman drop the title at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, that would happen. I there. still say you do. Rock Reigns night one, and then Reigns whoever wins the title from Reigns night two, because then you kind of protect Reigns too. He's like, oh, I just fought the Rock. Two matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, that is going to do it for the show today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time. Oh, Smash Zone tonight at six p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. 9 Eastern. p.m. Eastern. That's right. 8 central. Thanks. 8 central. There you go. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.
3: Goodbye.